I want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the Halo Talks 400 podcast completed to date. We're going to 1,000 by 2024. If you're so inclined, we'd love to have you go to iTunes for us, fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally. We are now on Chartable's top lists and moving up the charts. Also, if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the Halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing in a guru in this industry who you have not heard of yet. Hampton Lou coming in from North Arkansas. We're going to talk about calisthenics online brand and community building and whatever else we feel like. So Hampton, welcome to your first Halo Talks. Thank you so much, Pete. Happy to be here. Awesome. So can you give us a little background on, um, you know, how you started your journey and, you know, how this became a full-time passion and profession? Sure, sure. You know, and I, I, I kind of like to say that I, I talk to myself for a living so I can go on for a while and I want to uh, <laughs> summarize a little bit. But uh, I've always really been into fitness. Like the people I grew up around were really into martial arts. So it just skews towards bodyweight fitness. Towards um, around 2018 or so is when I started thinking, it'd be interesting to have some kind of online website because I'm a passionate guy. And like I, before I talked to a camera, I talked to my friends and I was like, it'd be interesting if I had a blog or something, this was before video entered my head. It'd be mm -hmm. interesting if I had a place just like put record all my blatherings about calisthenics, fitness, health, things I read about and want to repeat. So that's when I started brewing. It didn't really get started until 2020. And the summary really about how I discovered this, how I discovered I liked it and how I found what other people liked was really, I hit record and just started talking. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the best summary I can give. Yeah. And there was no social media marketing. This was basically, you know, information that you put out there, hit your, your network and just started kind of proliferating from there. It's actually really interesting. And we can hit it from different angles. We can hit it from, you know, high level philosophy angle or like business tactics. I can go either way, but it, you know, I feel like most people who know my brand, if I said, Hey, I didn't get into this for the money. They'd be like, yeah, I, I can get on board with that. But the funny thing is I actually did. I initially, full honestly, I got into it for money because at the time I was taking care of my mother um, 24 seven. That was what, when I started hybrid calisthenics, I don't want to get too much into it. It's kind of, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a longer story, but I was taking care of full time. And I was like, my gosh, you know, when your family member gets sick, I don't know if either of you have had that, but at first it's like, well, I'm going to pour all my energy, all my money into getting them better. But then after like a few months go and you're like, my gosh, bank account is dwindling. Right. And also I can't leave the house. I'm the full-time caretaker. What can I do? So this is why I started doing stuff that was work from home. And I was like, well, so I first started off as me making content. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to sell them a course afterwards. And I don't mean in a mock you, but I wanted to sell them a good course, but I'm like, this is a way I can make some money from home. But I, I you know, at the time I had no idea how to use social media. Really. I, I, I didn't spend a lot of time on social media prior to doing this. I had a Facebook account. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I ran, I spent like low, this is low budget stuff. I, had, I spent like $10 running an ad uh, of a video I did. And the first comment I got 
it was from a, a guy called Kenneth. And he was like, Hampton, this really helped me. Um, thank you so much. Hey, my, he's like, thank you for sharing. My mother's sick too. Um, this is how your video can help me. This is what I like to see more of. And that mm. was a 180 shift for me. It was just like, I didn't realize like, my gosh, this is a community that I can actually, real people that I can help. I wanted to help them before through a course, but now I just felt like what I imagine is like, if you see a child for the first time, I'm like, well, I have to, I feel responsibility to care for right. these people, right? So I, that's really how I got into the mindset, my first um, venture into this area of like, well, I want to build a community and I want to spend a lot of my time caring for them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this information that you put out there was it from your learnings and from the people that you surrounded yourself with back on the, you know, uh, martial arts side, or was it things that you were testing on yourself and like, Hey, this is working or is it more fundamentals that you were bringing to, to people to make it more accessible? Um, both, both. Um, I mean, I really do think just about every trainer or any person who has instruction, you know, regardless of their credentials. And I, I'm a certified personal trainer, but I think most people, they really had to speak from personal experience if you really, really want to, like, at least from some level. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, martial arts, I was raised by a lot of people who were really into martial arts, et cetera. So there was really like high repetition calisthenics. So that's really the stuff you, you often see on social media is like just do, you know, 200 pushups, something ridiculous. But around my early 20s, I was like, man, I was like, I probably should have some kind of balanced routine. So that's really when I started researching calisthenics. I'm like, oh, wow, this can apply to the entire body. And really the thing that caught a lot of people's eye was, oh, wow, this thing can be regressed and progressed. So it's not just one push-up. You can also do many different types. And I think that was a core part of the, the brand is that you can build up from what you're currently at. Because as people in the fitness sector, we often forget that people not everyone is like us, like especially like fitness trainers. Not everyone wants to be a fitness trainer to where we spend thousands of hours researching and working on this and experimenting. In the fitness business, we spend you know hours surrounded by these people who are very fit or know about the equipment, et cetera. So this is something that applies to a lot, a broad category of people. And I think that was part of the brand. Mm -hmm. When you think about, um, you know, being your, doing your own production, you know, being somewhat of a personality and being, you know, vulnerable. Um, there are certain instructors out there in this industry that, you know, don't want to show anything except, you know, perfection. And like, that's how they basically sell themselves. And then there are others who are, you know, I was doing an interview with the woman from Soul Cycle who, who was the, mm -hmm. doing the recruiting. And she's, she said, look, I want to find people that are vulnerable, people that I can connect with, people that have, you know, could, could share life experiences with. So was that at all conscious? Or was that, you know, look, I'm just going to go out there. I'm basically in my home doing my caretaking and, and, and doing what's my priority. And I just got to give it to you real. Like, there's no acting here. There is no acting here. And I mean, you, you can tell because I, I also do a lot of live stuff. And I mean, it's if you if I were to put on a mask, a persona, I don't think I could have lasted this long. Right now, yeah. I, now I discovered some people like certain things like, oh, I like it when you show us how to build up. I'm like, OK, I'll do more of that. But like I. Once again, I was not really acquainted with um, social media. I didn't realize what would really stick. So yes, nowadays there's a lot of talk about being vulnerable, being authentic. It's a, it's a word being circulated around a lot. And it's true. And it's true. But it was not conscious. I just turned on the camera and I started talking. This is how I normally talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you got, you know, constructive feedback, um, what are some of the things you said no to? If any. 
Um, I, so I, <laughs> this is an interesting thing because I, before the internet decided I was a nice person, I never introduced myself as a nice person. And because of that, I, um, people assume they can take advantage of me. So there's a lot of things that I say no to. So if you give me some examples, I can, I can narrow it down a little bit. I've gotten very good at saying no, actually. Got it. If I said, Hey, you know, I've got this, uh, event, I'm going to, fly you to uh, California for the day, but I'm not going to pay you anything. And, you know, yeah. things like okay. that. Right. Right. Okay. So yes, I, I say, so here's an interesting thing that um, I think can benefit perhaps a lot of viewers. I'm trying to deliver maximum value for your viewers here. I actually say no to a lot of brand sponsorships. And I, yes, I, I have said no to a couple of um, meetings, exactly like, like what you said, one of them offered like a hundred dollars for a weekend. And it was for myself, and my team, I was like, my gosh, I had to pay my assistant way more than that just to get them, just to get her out to that state. I was like, so mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what's going through their mind sometime. No, then again, I, I don't want to think, hey, I'm so important. I, I, this is too, I, I'm too good for that. It's, it's never that. So, it, that really just came down to a business decision, which was I, we didn't have the time for that. Um, and so, same with the brand sponsorships. I ultimately think that we can really delve into this if you like, but then again, it's, it's a separate topic. That was also a business decision and a personal one because I just I, I'm I kind of just want to talk about my own thing without peddling, without having something to sell the audience. Mm -hmm. um, but it was also a business one because I ultimately think I can build better brand equity and not only be more authentic, but give more and make more for everyone overall through that. Got it. Have you had any uh, inquiries into? either health club operators or fitness studio operators that said, Hey, let's kind of package this up either, you know, stream it into my location or, you know, become, you know, part of my team nationally uh, to give you an example, you know, there's some DJs now that are, you know, DJs are partnering up with orange theory, uh, Steve Aiko, Right. So he does a compilation every Saturday, probably gets paid a lot of, a lot of money. Um, and that's kind of like his part of like the musical ecosystem as I've been trying to go to the stretch labs location in Manhattan beach, California, and it's, mm -hmm. it's waitlisted all the time. Um, you okay. know, I think stretching and calisthenics, you know, going back to the core of, you know, and, and also in the senior community, we're doing some work there right now. Like this is kind of like the base level of what you need in order to function, uh, right. you know, from a longevity standpoint. So I, I just, I guess the question is, there's probably other channels that would really, appreciate your content and your delivery. And I just wonder if that, you know, is on the, is on the docket or you've got, you, you've got your channel. It's working well. There's no reason to deviate from that, which is also in and out burger. You know, I'm not, I'm not adding chicken wraps to the menu, right? I'm sticking uh, with what I do and I'm doing it really well. Well, no. So, so that's one of the things I allow myself to be curious about things and explore different things. If you ask me exactly what I'm doing, not even five years from now, two years from now, I can tell you, I, I like base levels. You know, I still want to be married to the same person I'm married to now. You know, I still want to be doing hybrid, but like specifics, I don't know. You know, like VR could hit. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm really into that now. So we don't, we don't know. I think VR yeah. is a little further out, but no, I don't have anything like that on the menu yet. Now there have been like inquiries that are related to that, but it would really depend on the offer. And um, that's something I, I'm always open to offers. I like to talk to mm -hmm. people. So like not only being um, an internet person, personality is, is a good way to put it, but also just like 
uh, being a business operator and discussing things and having these kind of meetings is also a hobby of mine. So look forward to it. Another thing I want to touch upon, I think, which is something that we can frame for viewers listening forward is most of my information I've already condensed onto the website. It's available for the world. It's too late to take it down. Someone saved it. If I take it down now, someone can do this. If I try to sell it, it's already someone downloaded it. So <laughs> if someone wanted to take my my stuff in quotes, which is really just me utilizing gravity, so it's not really my stuff. Gravity's been around for a while. Um, they, they, I guess, they wouldn't strictly need my permission, and I, I'm okay with that because I like I have enough confidence slash arrogance that I can be a decent enough business operator that I can keep the brand and business going and keep our employees employed um, through other means, not necessarily just through the knowledge. Got it. Interesting. Now, as you looked to build this business and, and rewind on who you hired um, and the sequence in which you hired them, what, is there any advice you would give to entrepreneurs that, you know, whether it's diagnosing your own strengths and weaknesses whether it's diagnosing, here's things that I have to do. I just don't like to do them or I'm not that good at it. And, you know, so I need someone to basically cover those functions that I don't get as jazzed up to, to actually, you know, complete. Uh, or was there something that said, you know, I need uh, somebody who's really good at this that's going to further the revenue or the exposure of my business? So this is a great question, and it's something I want to tread somewhat lightly on just because I, I, I get a feeling because I, I get really passionate about topics and like I, I absorb a lot of knowledge. But I also recognize that, you know, some people have been operating longer than I've been alive. So I, I'm, go, I'm going to be, this, this is just from the experience, my brief sure. experience um, of a tremendous passion of mine. I actually found the opposite of what I was expecting. Cause I thought that like what you were saying, like I'm going to identify my weaknesses. I'm going to hire that out. That just didn't, in, in my brief experience, that didn't work out for me as much. Now it could have, it definitely could in theory, but I think just because of where, how young the brand is, I probably couldn't experiment um, as much as some corporations can. So I actually found that I worked with some friends and people that I knew. Now, you could call it luck or, or, or just anything, but I naturally identified the people within my network. And I try, and to be fair, I try to network with a lot of people that had the relative skill sets I need. Like, oh, okay. video editor. Oh, just an assistant. I can do most things. And a big thing was experimenting. A big thing, especially for new aspiring entrepreneurs, is definitely experimenting. Because I didn't know that my, oh, my assistant can do this, you know, and I don't have to hire someone for $200 an hour to do the same thing. Whereas there are some things I was trying to train them to do when I was like, nah, I need someone who who does it for a living. Video editing is a great example of that. That's a great answer. Gotcha. So, you know, as you, as you think about your return on your personal time as an entrepreneur, obviously you're passionate, you love what you're doing. Um, I was just watching the Derek Jeter, uh, the captain, um, it's a documentary on ESPN. And he basically said, you know, every win on a world series, all I could do is think about what's next. And I wasn't able to enjoy the moment or to take in the success of, of what was achieved in that season. So when you kind of take a look at, you know, what you've accomplished in a very short period of time, um, you know, and also continuously wanting to push yourself um, and provide content to the community and helping other people. How do you, how do you think about the next phase? Like, have you redefined what success looks like? I, okay. So th these are, uh, that's a 
great preamble and a great question. I haven't redefined what success looks like. Success for me is just doing what I like and being happy and helping others be free and happy. That's that's so cliche, but it I, I can't give another answer because it is true, uh, which is why I've I've um, I've repeatedly chosen freedom, which is one of the like parts of the brand sponsorship things, um, over money and people having leverage over me. Because another another thing that early entrepreneurs have issues with, you know, I, I recognize there's not a lot of there may not be a lot of early entrepreneurs listening is they rapidly trade their freedom for some extra money. And then, then they have to do things, right? A lot of things that you mentioned about the brand being authentic, that's harder when you owe someone $500,000 and they're like, Hey, you need to push this thing that, that we agreed on. So <laughs> there is that. Yep. And right. I, I love that preamble that you brought up to it because if you ask my wife, um, what I'm more stressed about, I'm more stressed when we're doing well, than when I'm than when we're when there's a failure because when there's a failure I'm just like, huh. I wonder what else we can do. He's like, I wonder what went wrong. Whereas when something's when we hit like a new new revenue high or, or, or whatever, I'm like, this is gonna be hard to follow next month. You know, <laughs> and sometimes I can pull it off, but eventually there's gonna be that valley, and it's like, and that's what for me that's how I operate. But then again, overall, if we're gonna zoom out, I'm happy overall just playing the game. I love doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Dave, you got any marketing related questions you want to chime in on? Yeah, here? yeah, and and we'll try and I'll try and keep it short, Hampton. But maybe you could tell people who are listening here um, what what your numbers are now as far as your YouTube community, and you've you've built up an insane few million member community in I think you said two years. And that's just incredible to me because people are trying to get on YouTube and do what you've done and monetize and get sponsorships and they, they, it never works. And you've managed to go into the stratosphere in a very short period of time. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that and, and how you did it and how you continue to do it. A and B, what tips might you have for the fitness folks who are listening here um, to potentially you know, takeaways for their, you know, Joe's gym or whatever boutique fitness facility they have or big box, what could they take away from that? Because as, as you know, hybridization is the next thing digital, right. And, and in, in, in-person training, in-person training is going through the stratosphere. Now Pete was right. You know, people want that, that face-to-face experience, but also now digital is in the picture and COVID COVID pushed that forward. So I, I think more than ever, gym owners are paying way more attention to social media, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, than they ever have in the past. So I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions and tips for them as well. Absolutely. And just before I get into it, you touched upon two to three topics, both all of which I am extremely passionate on. So if I get into something and I forget about like one of them, just remind me and I'll bring it back. So okay. first part, um, numbers wise, so I was raised by very solid earth people who only kind of believe the internet is real. So they're, they're, they're they, uh, um, it's hard for me cause they, they remind me. So it's hard for me not to think these are just numbers, right? These are just numbers. It's the internet. It's not real. So, um, they, we're about just shy of, I think we're like 2.99 million on YouTube. That's where a lot of people know us. So we're just, just shy of 3 million and, about I like to say five to seven million across the internet because you can add up across um, there's um, it's about five or seven million. There's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, etc. I multi-platform, and I got into it, and it would be hard for me 
I don't want to misrepresent myself because part of my success, part of the in quote success, part of what I've done so far is definitely due to the rise of short form vertical videos. So you, you look at when I started, I might've had an advantage that I started in early 2020. It was almost, it wasn't a new year's resolution. It was actually a coincidence that I started. I almost new year's day on the dot. I, it was interesting because that was around the time that TikTok was starting to grow. And that, that's why like YouTube shorts came out. That's why IG reels came out. And had I been on the social media scene, had I been in the marketing content marketing scene for a while, it might've been hard for me to make that pivot into short form vertical videos. Cause it doesn't seem serious looking back. It's, I, now I do audio video, written word, long form videos, short form video. I, I do all kinds, but this was close to the pivot zone of that. And the organic reach, as, as I'm sure you and a lot of your viewers know, was insane through the roof. Yep. Looking back, yep. it makes sense. Looking back, you know, smaller investment. It's easier. I'll watch an entire one-minute video someone sends me. I won't, I'll won't. i put it off for years, like a 20-minute video. <laughs> it's, 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 this changed my life. I'm like, that's nice, dude. Okay. <laughs> um, so just, I think because I started around that time, I didn't have that mental barrier of like, well, this is stupid. So like, I, I, was, I was like, what's, what's working right now? now like hmm so this is working that said so yeah always look always look at where the market might be headed sometimes it's nothing sometimes it's nothing but that's definitely something that i think every person with entrepreneurial tendencies whether like money or otherwise needs to identify is like not to dismiss early trends now that said, a lot of people were also on short form vertical videos at the time. Why didn't it work? Why didn't well, like why not? Why didn't it work? But why? Why is there varying levels of success? I think a big part of it, from big time CEOs to you know people who are just starting off and from their backyard, is the mentality of putting yourself on the internet. I, I think that that's you know that's kind of a left field answer, but I think so many people you know I was like, look, why don't you do some content marketing? And if they can't afford to hire someone, the answer a lot of the time is they saw a mean comment on you. These are like serious business people. If they saw yeah. a mean comment on YouTube, it's like, I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for myself right. or my family. Because they, they sometimes people assume they had to get their wife and their kids in. They don't want that for themselves. So, oh. so that, that's a big part. And the third question, I believe, was advice to the general fitness sector in general. Yeah. Right? Now, just to uh, specify a little further, do you mean like gym owners and people who are fitness entrepreneurs or do you mean fitness content creators? Uh, uh, Pete, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'd be curious what you have to say to, specifically for the gym owners, the, you know, the boutique yeah. owners, the big box. Bricks and mortar. What should, they be owners? <clears throat> what should they be doing? They have, a, you know, a staff of people that are working under them, right? The group X instructors, the personal trainers, et cetera. What, what can they be doing? So this is an interesting thing. So outside of just social media marketing, which is now has taken everyone's attention by storm now, I, they might have, some people already know this. I think some people, it, they need to be reminded is that as we advance as a society, almost everything will become a commodity to some, some extent. So like you can, like you can offer some great machines, but someone else can offer a similar one. So like we're really into the assets of it, but something that isn't a commodity, and I don't think it ever will be, it might be at some point is brand. So it's how other people will view you. And there's just right now in my, in my town, there's multiple gyms. Okay. And I can think of a few that I, that I would like to go to. And so how do we explore this brand? Well, Social media, before social media, 
you have to pay big money in order to get to really get big numbers for your to spread your brand to even ha- spread your message to the world nowadays especially through the things i touched upon that's why i started with that with organic reach short form vertical video and podcasts like you're doing podcasts are a powerful thing people don't like podcasts because the numbers aren't as high because you have to listen longer but the people who absorb that are really into you or they yep. really know you and they really trust you so that's why podcasts yep. are powerful so absolutely if you have a gym consider starting a podcast consider if you did nothing else um, but short form vertical videos where you got where you showed clients working out and you're like, oh, and occasional success stories. Yep. They don't have to be high production. Look at the most look, I I have like thousands of dollars of video gear now. And 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 someone with like a very like $20 smartphone, you know, is getting more views than I am on, on TikTok. It's not, it's not production value, it's how much people resonate with the content. So if you're a gym owner and you do nothing else but post consistently on social media. Short form vertical video right now on multiple platforms because that's where your clients are, and yep. a podcast where you just talk with anybody you want, athletes that you bring in, trainers that you bring in. You know, it's like, hey, our trainer talks about 10, 10 common misconceptions about losing weight or whatever, and just post that on Facebook. People are like, oh, yep. I want that. And also, clients, success stories. People want to hear, like, oh, hey, this person was just like me. You know, sometimes people want to hear from the, they're not idle, but like what they aspire to be like. And other people want to be like, no, this person's on the same path I'm on. Another thing, if, you, if you're a gym owner and you're like, I don't know anything about starting a podcast, <laughs> you, there's an app, you can, you can start really simply. And it yep. is surprisingly, you, you'd be surprised, as I'm sure you all know, who you can get on a podcast. Right. It's like, the, right. There's, right. It's like people that you wouldn't think you can, like someone got an astronaut. My friend got an astronaut. Then he just, he just emailed him and like, no one had really asked the astronaut to be on a podcast. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. I'll talk about my thoughts on this. So you can, you can get that person's following if they have a following and you can provide a lot of value to your viewers. So short form, yeah. long form, and also in between is what I would say. Love that. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, so um, Hampton, we wrote a book, which you'll, which you'll like, so we'll send you a couple of copies called time to win again. And it's 52 takeaways from team sports to ensure your business success. So take your time out, treat your employees like professional athletes. Everybody's got to wear a uniform. Um, So we'll, uh, it's kind of a where's Waldo um, caricature book meets uh, good to great. So we'll, we'll send you a couple copies of that. Uh, We'll post everything up on the show notes. This is great info for our community. Um, Just in closing here, you got any, uh, you got any awesome, uh, Quotes either that you've made up yourself, which because you're so creative and talk to yourself, um, like I out loud, uh, or uh, or anything uh, that that kind of you know is like a guiding guiding force for you or phrase. Yeah, uh, th- th- this is what I'll say um, because keeping in mind, so for fitness wise, I like to tell people that you can push yourself and love yourself at the same time. That might be too foofy for your listeners, but it's true, and it also, it also applies to entrepreneurship because sometimes. I'm too rough on myself. And sometimes I'm like, well, I need to kick myself a little bit harder. And I'd like, people would be surprised as nice as I am to them, how I talk to myself internally, but I, I know I love myself. So I can be hard, like Hampton, you're such an idiot. Why would you do that? Okay. So, <laughs> but, but I also know that I love myself so I can do that. But here's something that I like for entrepreneurs and business owners. Cause it's something that we need to remember. I like to say like 99% of things don't matter if you have good intent. Right. So like everything, like you think about all your business failures right now. You're like, it was like earth shattering at the time. It's like a gut punch. You know, five years later, if you survive, then you're like, oh, I'm still in business. People I like are still alive. Right. So it, it's, I mean, when we, and the re it's not to say we shouldn't learn from our mistakes. 
it's just that I've seen some friends, because I have a lot of friends that are with me on my journey, right? Some are content creators, some are in-person business owners. And some of them, they take a gut punch and they just dwell on that for years, sometimes decades. Like, man, this per- I can't believe my friend stabbed me in the back. I can't believe my business partner sold me out here. All those things have happened to me too. <laughs> and it is like, if you dwell on it, you're instead of moving on, that really holds you back. If it's your fault, yeah. if it's someone else's fault, keep in mind that in the grand scheme of things, a lot of the stuff doesn't matter. Very few things do. Keep good intent. Keep trying to help. Keep going forward is what I would say. Awesome. Love that. All right, yep. man. Well, I see you. We'll do a nice fist bump. So uh, all right, uh, all right. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do, a, I do this with my nephew. On. We do one, two, three, and then we do hard work on like a very deep voice. So let's do one together here virtually. Okay. One, two, three. Hard, hard work. work. There we hard go. Hard work. <laughs> We're in. Hey, listen, as you kind of go through this journey, um, you know, we've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs. I've been an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave was as well. He ran a kettlebell training and, and uh, a certification company. Um, you know, I say uh, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Um, you know, <laughs> so I got a lot of experience. That's why we're advisors. We do a lot of uh, financial related deals. I also tell people that, you know, you, you, the earth is moving at 66,000 miles around a, a fireball and rotating at 1200 miles an hour. And it's 95 million miles away to get to the sun. So like what you said about gravity, like gravity is pretty much the only thing that really is important or else we should buy like a concrete, you know, machine company and just right. like pad people down on the, on the planet. So awesome work, exactly. man. Thanks for uh, getting right. on with us. We'll send you some books. Dave, get his address. We can uh, Absolutely. Hampton, really. Thanks for doing this and, you know, continue best of luck to you, man. Seriously. Thank awesome. you so much. Reach out Thanks, if you need man. me. Thank you. All right. Take Real care.